Welcome to the So Verve Lounge, a podcast for modern entrepreneurs that focuses on digital marketing ecosystems for small businesses. Join your host, CEO and marketing director, Stephanie Rubio, as she brings you marketing tips with a shot of Cafe Con Dulce. Welcome to the show. My name is Stephanie Rubio. I am the CEO and Marketing Director here at Server Marketing Group. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome back to the continuation of season five of the Suburb Lounge podcast. We're so glad that we are back and we're glad that you have stayed tuned to our content. We have received some fantastic replays on some of our older podcast episodes and we're so thankful for that. You continue to download our shows because a lot of the content that we have published here in the past has been very evergreen right? Moving forward, that format is going to change just a little bit because like today's topic and content, we're going to be bringing you some breaking news here and there, depending on how things continue to change out here in your digital marketing ecosystems, right? So we're talking everything from strategy to some of your favorite platforms, okay? So once in a while, we're going to be throwing some extra bonus episodes um, in there in our uh, content lineup, okay? So definitely be on the lookout for that. So today's episode covers the new changes that are coming from Instagram, right? But are they really new changes? And if Kim Kardashian broke the internet a couple of years ago, then Adam Morrissey really did a number on Instagram users a couple of weeks ago when he announced that there were going to be some changes to Instagram and that effectively... Instagram was a no longer, keyword, just a photo sharing platform, okay? So that's really where we're going to get started with today's topic, and that is why is Instagram deciding that it wants to push more video content? And I want to kick off by saying that this is not a new change. This is a trend that we've been seeing for a while now. Instagram has made a strong push with a lot of its features to really put video first and foremost at, at the front of the app, okay? So my thoughts really are in adaptability at this point when it comes to the usability of Instagram. And we're going to get a little bit into what users felt when they heard this news. And there's an industry that I really want to keep watching in specific. And we're going to get into that in just a bit. But I just want to start off by saying that even though this announcement came just recently, um, it has been a while since Instagram has made any serious updates to the photo sharing capabilities of the app. That side of the app and the platform, they haven't really changed, okay? So it's pretty straightforward. When you're sharing a photo on Instagram, you're really going to get three basic options. So you have your vertical, you have your horizontal, and then you have your square layout. Of course, you can also share um, some grids, okay? So that's 
sort of like if you want to put three photos in a square, etc. And you can really kind of play around with that just a little bit. But that side of the platform and the application, that hasn't really changed. Instagram has pretty much stayed the same for a while now. They have made a couple of changes, say, with your ability to share albums and which we now have a lot of fun with those. We call them carousels here at Server HQ and we have a lot of fun with those. But the fact remains is that in general, that side of the platform really hasn't changed, right? What has changed are things like Instagram stories, with which really came into the picture, I believe, back in 2016, 2017. And then to the addition of stories, we had... Um, IGTV, which sort of came into the picture in 2018, 2019. And then from there, it sort of took off to what it is today, right? So yes, you were always able to share video into your feed, but that was always restricted to 30 and then 60 seconds, so a minute. Um, with IGTV, they sort of blew open the windows and the doors and allowed you to really get really creative with that content in that way, really giving you an opportunity to say, okay, so some of this content that I used to publish on a platform like YouTube, I can now bring over to Instagram. Okay, and then, of course, stories, which stories is just, I believe, has been one of the most widely accepted features of the app. As far as the newer features, I do believe that stories is something that has been more widely accepted and people have just gravitated to it a lot better than some of these other changes. So this year, with the introduction of Reels, okay, so that Reels sort of came into the picture towards the end of last year and this year, and it really has grown and people have really started to flock, people that did not, okay, flock to TikTok. They are now saying, well, I don't need TikTok. If my audience is here, if I've grown, um, you know, this platform here, then I don't really need to go elsewhere. I can sort of stay here. And at the end of the day, it is the platform that a lot of people trust. So they thought, let me just stay here and continue to create the same content rather than having to go to another platform and then coming back here to repurpose that, which we're going to get into that in a later episode because Instagram doesn't really favor repurposing content from other platforms onto itself. They rather you create the content from within the app, okay? That's going to be very important with your engagement as well. But that's for another episode. Today, I really just want to talk about what that looks like for users, right? So initially, the reaction has been bombshell. Um, I know within our own community here on Instagram, if you follow me over at Stephanie V. Rubio on Instagram, I'm very active there from an agency owner perspective giving you the behind the scenes of what that looks like day to day uh, running uh, suburb marketing group alongside our fantastic team. But I will say that the conversations have been both good and bad. 
Okay. I have a lot of colleagues and community members who are a hundred percent down for this new adaptation of the app and they're ready to rock and roll because they have always embraced video. They have maintained a certain level of visibility in the app when it comes to video content creation. And because they are creators at heart, they understand the importance of adaptability. At the same time, we also have uh, a lot of users in many ways myself who are sort of feeling very strained by this new um, sort of direction that the app is taking. Are they going to leave users behind? What does that look like for a lot of our clients? And I want to touch base in one industry in specific that's sort of feeling very left out and feeling a little bit betrayed, and that is the photography industry. At the end of the day, photographers take photos and a lot of photographers were the ones that sort of gained popularity very quickly here on Instagram and really made the platform the force that that they are today. They were the ones that sort of pioneered a lot of these you know, these um, changes, right, from the beginning. So for them to feel left out and for them to feel like the photo sharing side of the app and the app and the platform hasn't really changed much. And now they're taking on a quote unquote entertainment um sort of direction, they're starting to feel very left out and very isolated from within the app and the the community. And that's an industry that I'm going to continue to look at. Um, it is an industry that I'm going to continue uh, to definitely support as we do many of, of, of different clients in different industries. I will say that some industries will find this adaptation a lot easier than others. Some industries will find that it's easy to continue to create content in a video format. And then there's industries that are going to have a harder time and they're going to have to figure out um, in working with uh, marketing experts and, and brand strategists and how they're going to navigate this change because one size does not fit all. And just because one person is shown pointing at a screen or dancing around to the beat of their favorite song, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to translate well for every single industry. It can in many ways. Certain aspects of reels will work. Certain aspects of live video format will work and others won't. And that's really important to note. Now, one of the things that I sort of want to point out as we continue um, to get into this topic is you do not have to dance. <laughs> now, Instagram did not state and and Mr. Morsey himself did not state that the type of video content that they were looking for was only reels. They did not state that they're only looking for this short form of video content. They explicitly said video. 
And on Instagram, there are many forms of video content. So there are stories, as we have mentioned, you have Instagram Live, you have Instagram TV or IGTV, you have video that you can post on your feeds as well. And then obviously, we now have Reels, which is the popular TikTok rival, right? Now, even on Reels, and I will say even on TikTok, you not don't always see users dancing around the screen, okay? There are different forms of, of content and ways in which you can create your content so that it appeals to not only uh, your audience, but a wider audience. Because at the end of the day, here's what we need to look at. We need to look at the data and we need need to look at the analytics. And the truth is, is that video content on the platform has a bigger reach, okay? So one piece of a 15 minute snippet of a reel on Instagram can almost quadruple your reach on the platform. Now, what you do with that reach, once you do get it, that's going to be based on your strategy, okay? Because at the end of the day, as a, as a business owner, your goal is not just to get a bunch of followers, okay? And I have said this before, we have plenty of episodes where we have covered the importance of not looking at this vanity metric, But really, the goal is to then take that user out of the platform and into another channel further down your sales pipeline or your automation funnel, however you want to name that, okay? At the end of the day, it is the same thing. You do not want to keep them on the platform. Now, Instagram wants you to stay on the platform. They would rather you continue to consume content there. And you can assume the same for your audience, but that is not your goal, okay? Now, you want to create pieces of content, but you also want to be able to move them out of the platform. Now, What kind of content can you share as a small business owner that does not require you to dance around the screen, okay? Because at the end of the day, if you do decide to maintain Instagram as as a channel, all right, for where you're going to be delivering some of your content, then this is a decision that you have already made. So sticking to the platform uh, and and you're going to want to see growth. Okay. So while follower counts are not our ideal metric, they still have to be a metric and you want to ensure that you're receiving a return on what you're putting into the platform. One of these ways can definitely be growth. Okay. But Again, for your own purposes, that could be a metric. Uh, For your marketer, such as myself, that is going to be uh, a subset of a much bigger plan, right? So let's suppose you're a creator, okay? So what are some of the content pieces that you can create? So I actually chose two different types of creators uh, that are very relevant to our audience, okay? So you are a brand personality, you're say an influencer, right? You have a YouTube channel and or say you have a podcast quite like this one. So what kind of content can you then transfer over to IGTV or 
reels, right? So if you produce a piece of content for YouTube, say a 30 minute video or a 20, 25 minute video, you can break that into bits and go ahead and condense that so that you can share it on reels. You can actually um, do cancel any kind of um, audio and then do an additional voiceover specifically to Instagram, maybe add different music just to kind of freshen up that content a bit. And then if you are a YouTuber, you can do the same. You can split your video where you are actually giving the audience a preview of what's to come and then go ahead and send them over to a YouTube link that they could find in your bio. Very simple, okay? This is for my creators out there, okay? So if you're creating content in other platforms, you can absolutely repurpose them on Instagram Reels and Instagram um, Stories even, or IGTV without necessarily having to dance around the screen, okay? And this is one of those, and I'm, I'm kind of harping on this because not only have I said it, but I have so many different audience members who are 35 and up, 40 and up, who find some of this content sort of sugar-coated um, and very sugary, if that may, that's, that's been one of the, the phrases that have been said to me in the last two weeks, the content is sugary. And I actually heard it in a YouTube video from a photographer who posted um, his thoughts on, you know, these changes to Instagram. And those were the exact words that that some people were using in the comments is it's sugary. And I don't want to seem I don't want to seem a certain way when this is just not natural to me because I don't like it and it doesn't come, it's not my priority and it doesn't come natural and it seems sugary. So very, very poignant way of kind of saying that. But again, you don't have to. Instagram is telling you to use all of its platform. They're not saying that you have to go off and take dance lessons so that you can dance to the beat of a song while you're pointing at different areas of your screen. That's not what Instagram is asking you to do. Get creative. Now, remember, some of these different trends that are very TikTok inspired are creator base. Somebody created them. Okay. So you do the same, come up with different ways in which to translate your content on, um, these specific avenues without feeling like you're misleading your audience because you're doing something that at the end of the day, doesn't come natural to you. Okay. The second, uh, audience that I kind of want to mention are the service-based audience members, okay? So if you're service-based or service provider, um, continue to use static video snippets, continue to do behind-the-scene videos, okay? Continue to give us live updates, continue to post interviews, Okay, if you are someone like myself who records a podcast right now, there's no reason why I couldn't be doing a video of me actually recording this podcast and then translating it over to IGTV. It's very simple. Okay, do a preview for your feed and you're good to go. Instagram isn't telling you necessarily how to deliver the content. They just want you to create it, okay? And as with anything else, you want to test it. 
If it works, fantastic. If your audience enjoys it, wonderful. If you're getting the rate, great. If you're getting the engagement, amazing. If that is translating into, say, a viable subscriber to your newsletter, that is even better. That is exactly what we want. So with anything else, you want to test a lot of this. You want to see, okay, so this is working. This isn't working. This um, this format is is wonderful. Um, and again, once you continue to give your audience a branded experience in everything that you're doing on the platform, they're going to eat it up. They, they're, that's not, that's neither here nor there. Okay. And people know, you know, I have a couple of colleagues who doing reels, um, and it just came natural to them and they took a more comedic approach Okay, taking jabs at themselves, taking jabs at their day to day, and they are wonderful at it and it comes natural to them. Okay, if I were to do it, people would be like, Steph, what are you doing? This is not you. And therefore I won't because at the end of the day, we we have a lot of conversations about being authentic, right? And here's the bit, the marriage between your authenticity and how you feed the algorithm is really going to be what creates the success and the boom that you're looking for on the platform. Okay, so let me go ahead and run that back. How you marry your authenticity and how authentic you are with your audience on a platform like Instagram and how you choose to feed the algorithm is really going to determine your success. Because if all you're going to do is feed the algorithm and in the middle of all of that, you are losing the game of authenticity. If you're if you're losing yourself in that mix, what's the point? OK, and for a brand owner, for someone who is running a company, if you are head of a brand, that's not really the goal. And at the end of the day, the audience audience knows when you're being inauthentic with them. And we went through some of this last year, last summer in 2020, where we were having a lot of conversations around Black Lives Matter. And we definitely, um, you know, we definitely covered that too here in the podcast. You can tell. You can tell when when a, a company or a brand is being very inauthentic with their content pieces. And so you definitely don't want to do that. Do what feels good. Do what feels natural. And definitely always choose quality over quantity. Okay. Now, my last bit of an example of kinds of of content, right? Content pieces that you could put together based on your industry and based on your type of business. Now we're talking about e-commerce. That's the last one. We're looking at product showcases. We're looking at first looks and giveaways in order to also drive more traffic back to your site. So again, as an e-commerce marketer, which we have a lot of clients that have e-com businesses, primarily brick and mortar with also then uh, the addition of e-com thanks to um, 
COVID-19, we now are in a better position to sort of have these conversations because now it has been a span of three plus years that we've been working with e-com businesses um, and a lot of them in 2020. And I will say that it's a great opportunity, okay, for you to not only use user-generated content, okay, so go ahead and encourage your audience, encourage them to create reels, encourage them to create IGTVs or, or product reviews, and then go ahead and repurpose that. Now, there are two ways of doing this, okay? Now, the first way is always going to be a paid opportunity with an influencer. So influencer marketing is going to have a, a, big, a much bigger role now with Reels because a lot of brands are going to want to get their hands of a, on a lot of these videos. And I will say that a lot of influencers are not releasing these copyrights to brands unless they are paid for them. So uh, adding a line item in your books for influencer marketing moving forward, again, just like video is going to be a no brainer. Okay. Uh, a shout out, um, or a thank you, um, in exchange for, um, food in exchange for gift cards in exchange for product. It's just no longer going to cut it. A lot of these influencers are requiring product plus payout. Okay. So definitely consider that as a strat strategic option. The second option is going to be to empower um, your team. So empower your internal team, um, empower your employees. I know this is something that's been uh, a trend over on TikTok where you see a lot of brands actually paying their employees additional uh, funds in order for them to produce TikTok videos on behalf of the brand. This is something that has been a trend for a while now. And again, we see an increase in that. So if you're an e-com business or you have an e-commerce, um, shall I say, division or any kind of e-commerce aspect to your business, um, you're definitely going to want to consider user-generated content through either influencer marketing or just uh, through the encouragement of the production of some of these, which you can also share on stories and you can always reshare as long as you have permission, of course. And then, like I said, just empowering your team. Lastly, you know, what does this look like for some brands that do not want to produce a lot of these uh, video content pieces, but know that they need them? It's going to look like you need to expand your marketing department, okay? And this is where marketing then is going to change and shift in the next couple of months and years. And I will have that conversation um, inside our Facebook community, which we'll be launching soon. That's going to be one of the um, um, videos that I have planned for that. And it's a conversation that I really want to have with other marketers as well, because things are going to continue to shift for our industry. But as a business owner, you really need to start thinking about hiring uh, divisions and individuals to help you internally um, and be at hand uh, for, for them to be able to shoot this kind of video content on behalf of your brand. So that is definitely... 
a way to go. I see that as a, absolutely as a viable um, avenue. And it's something that we have even encouraged some of our clients to do. Because while typically social media managers will handle the community, they'll handle content curation, and they'll handle copywriting in many ways, um, they are definitely not always going to be individuals that understand video content creation. Um, and there's definitely um, other individuals that could absolutely help in this way too. So there's just shifts. And as a business owner, I think there's shifts that you're going to have to be taking as you see um, a lot of these different changes coming to platforms like Instagram. Okay. The last thing that I also want to talk about, and I, I have to point out as a marketer, and I couldn't, uh, I definitely couldn't record uh, this um, specific show without mentioning this. And that is the importance of understanding that if this change is not for you and your business, then it's not for you and your business. Okay, because again, we go back to quality over quantity. And then we also go back to understanding that what we need to do as business owners moving forward is just make better decisions. Okay, while personally, we may love and like a platform because our colleagues are there or because our friends and family is there, do our businesses have to be there? Okay, um, specifically our solopreneurs. So I want to specifically say this to our solopreneurs as well. Um, you don't have to wear all the hats. And if video content creation is not for you and you're not in a position where you can hire this out to a team member or an external entity, then you're going to want to definitely look at other options and other platforms. Okay. So one of the things that you can do, and, and I, I want to name three of them is definitely you, um, considering, right. Uh, ramping up your email marketing strategy, and, and what those goals look like for you in regards to email marketing. Because at the end of the day, again, all of this has to have a goal. So within the use of a platform, again, Instagram, you can say, okay, I want growth. I want networking opportunities. I want community opportunities, community building opportunities. For other owners, other small business owners, this may look like sales. They want sales out of the platform. So people visiting the website, clicking links in their bio, signing up for newsletters, signing up for webinars, um, you know, checking out from within the app. If you have an, an Instagram shop, there's different goals, right? So depending on what your goals are within the platform, if you continue to push out content and you are not seeing traction, then what are you there for? There is no point for you to stay in a platform and there is absolutely nothing that you are gaining out of it monetarily as a small business owner. Okay, at the end of the day, you have to make decisions. Okay, so am I here to build community for 
the purposes of networking? Am I here to make sales? Am I here to build an audience? Am I here to build authority? What do those objectives look like for you on the on the platform? And if you're not seeing a return on any of these items, whatever they may be, then you have to make that decision because Instagram is a brand and a company, okay, where they are allowing users to share content for free. And they're telling you that in order to play the game, which is very much a popularity game, let's be very clear, Instagram is a very popularity driven platform. This is how you're going to win. And if you're not willing to play the game, then you are not going to be successful. And I will say, I like the transparency. I like that Adam went on on Twitter and he made this announcement very clear. It couldn't have been clear. I think it's as clear as the platform has gotten, which is, I will say, the fact that he used video and the fact that he used clarity and they decided that they wanted to be very open and transparent is just such a great example of what platforms need to be doing moving forward. This transparency, this let's take off the veil, let's let users know exactly what's going on so there's no second guessing of what the algorithm is doing. I will say that as a user of Instagram since 2015, 2014, this is as absolutely clear and transparent as the platform has ever gotten for me. And I am welcoming that. And you should too, okay? Another thing that you can also consider is advertising. (laughs) Instagram is still going to, to favor ads. At the end of the day, they're favoring ads within stories. They're favoriting ads within the feed. They're favoring ads within reels, within ITTV. So if you still want to pay to play, uh, create static content in video, um, in photo format, and you still, you know, you're saying, no, I don't want to do video. I still want to do photos and you want to still play, then you can absolutely decide for yourself and say, you know, I'm just going to ramp up my ad budget and we're just going to do ads. And it's still another option. Again, we have options. Now, can you do this organically? Absolutely. More effectively with video? Definitely. I will say that. But if you're a brand that wants to get a little extra push, or if you want to get all the push, depending on that ad budget, right, then you can absolutely still pay to play. Okay, so they're not saying not to. That's That wasn't necessary. It was mentioned in, in Adam's video, which we're going to have that link, um, the link to that tweet uh, in the show notes, but it's something for you to consider. You have to take that also into account. You can absolutely continue to do advertising. And then the last thing that I want to also say is maybe you need another home. What if you want to go back to Twitter? A lot of users, specifically, again, this photography industry, they're going to start looking for other platforms where photos are still you know, the prime medium um, that the platform is in itself is looking for. For a lot of them, it could very well be Twitter. So we're seeing a flock of photographers going back to Twitter from Instagram. Okay. 
we're also seeing a lot of people decide that they want to explore newer platforms, okay? There's platforms popping up all the time, right? And so I'm also going to be taking a peek at what other platforms are doing for some of these users that are starting to feel a little bit left out and a little bit pushed out, if anything else, which I do not believe that that is what Instagram is doing. I think when you really look at the bigger picture, I believe Instagram still offers the best of both worlds. Um, their parent company, Facebook, I feel like will always be um, a, an option for, for you to market in your business. I think, you know, people are still making a killing in Facebook groups. People are still able to push good content out through Facebook pages. I know that now that Facebook has decided to make um, some changes to, to some, uh, some of their formats, I feel like Instagram has just followed suit and video form formatted uh, type of content is really what audience members want. Okay. So I think finding a happy medium for yourself within your brand is really going to take some time. I don't believe that overnight it's something that um, may work for you. I think, you know, you should try to, you know, produce more stories, definitely create more of that authentic connection with your audience. I think having the opportunity to share content on IGTV and Reels and maybe even do some live video and then from there determine what it is that is going to be most beneficial to you and your brand and what is going to be um, what makes most sense. Okay, so I want to go ahead and sort of recap a little bit of what we discussed. And just to say that number one, Instagram is changing. The platform has, I feel like, gone through a great evolution over the last couple of years. And now they're basically saying, listen, we want more video. Um, we're moving more towards a creator focus, video focus, shopping focus, and message focus app and platform. And so again, that clarity, I believe is key and it's golden and we should actually appreciate it where you have a free platform being so open with what they are looking for so that you can be successful on it okay the second point that i made is that you do not have to dance and we are going to uh be publishing a much longer blog piece accompanying this uh, podcast where we're really going to continue to outline some additional ways in which you can share to Reels, in which you can share to IGTV and stories, and even some live video content examples to where you don't necessarily have to dance around the screen or point at words because that's not what Instagram said. Instagram said, this is what we want. How you do it and how you get there is the reason why they want this to be a creator's app because they want you to get creative and they want you to create. Okay. And then the last point that I made is that, um, there's still other marketing channels, um, that not only not require you to do a lot of video, um, but also don't require you to do anything that does not come natural to you or doesn't, uh, 
bring the best light to your brand, okay? At the end of the day, marketing, um, in marketing, diversification is still the name of the game, okay? And it's very much like an investment portfolio. You do not want all of your eggs in one basket. You really want to um, spread yourself to a place where it's comfortable. It's no different, and I always tell this to clients, there's there's a new form of icing cakes, right? I think it's called a crumb coat. And look that up on YouTube. Some of these uh, crumb coat um, cakes are so beautiful. They have a very rustic and farmhouse feel to them, if you will. Um, and they're so beautifully done, okay? They look very cottagey and, and just lovely. Some cakes are very are piled on a lot thicker okay so again if you want a happy medium where your icing isn't super thick and where you're also not experiencing a crumb coat where the icing on your cake is so thin you can actually see the cake layers then that's up to you to decide what that bandwidth looks like for you because at the end of the day it is still a lot of content to create and it doesn't always come easy to brand for brands specifically smaller brands specifically if you are a solopreneur to create all of this content and that's another story in and of itself and and in a completely different episode because the creation portion now that you know what you have to do which is what Instagram has said it's up to you to decide how you go about that, okay? And so it's a, it's a great opportunity to um, expand your team if that's what it looks like for you. It's a great opportunity for you to consider um, bringing in new team members if that's what it's gonna look like. So there's options, okay? Does that mean that you're gonna leave Instagram and start um, showing up a little bit more on LinkedIn? Or are you gonna go back to Facebook groups? Or are you gonna go back to some additional paid um, media options? So there's different things, I think, to consider as a small business owner. And what I would love is to hear from you. I would love for you to reach out to me. Definitely, you can find us on Instagram. Um, and that's at Soverve. That's underscore S-O-V-E-R-V-E. Or you can reach me on my personal Instagram uh, account as well. And that's at Stephanie V. Rubio. I will leave all of those links in the show notes. And hit me up, send me a DM, say, listen, Steph, I heard the latest podcast episode. And I want to say, this is kind of like how I'm feeling because I really want to know how our audience is doing. Again, a lot of our creator friends are excited for these changes, but then there are those folks who are a little hesitant too. And we want to hear from you. What's your thoughts on this? And what are your, uh, what is your feedback for um, not only Instagram, but what are your thoughts on, on how you're going to be moving forward? So definitely reach out to us. And as always, should you have any questions or feedback, you can also email us at hello at Definitely be on the lookout for the follow-up blog post, which will cover this topic in further detail. And thank you so much for spending your time with me this morning. And I will chat with you later. Bye.